Alrighty, welcome in to Play by Play Podcast, episode number three, Rugby World Cup. Picks and preview, we are in to week two of matches. Jordan here's with you, and joining me, Tyler Campbell. TC, welcome. Welcome. I'm I'm happy to be here, mate. Exciting weekend of rugby, and uh, you know, plenty to talk about and plenty to look forward to. Plenty of going on, of course. Uh, Rian, he is uh, decided work was more important today. They couldn't get here in the end, so it's just me and Tyler to run it through this afternoon. So we'll get straight into it. Uh, of course, last week, what a weekend it was. Uh, I guess we'll start from the top. France of New Zealand. Uh, I was on the, on that side. I was happy with that. Uh, what would you make of that? Um, I also was on that side, it was sort of a bit of a prediction, it was hard to go against the heart, but yeah, it was a quality game, obviously NZ came out of the blocks firing, but France just dominated that uh, territory battle and sort of kept the pressure on, kept the foot on the throat and just kept going, kept going and sort of grinded away with the, I don't think they got a bonus point, but they restricted NZ from getting a bonus point, so it was a good win for them. Very impressive, uh, of course Georgia went down to Australia, um... I guess a good start for Australia. We finally got our first win on Eddie Jones. Uh, I guess it's you know still against Georgia, but we'll take it. Um, yeah, there's actually probably plenty to be excited about in that game for Aussie too. Obviously, you saw Ben Donaldson put his hand up in the 15 jersey and goal kicked really well. And then I thought uh, Nella was awesome. I know he's just coming down with a hamstring injury, but his work at the scrum against that Georgian scrum was outstanding. And then Jordi Pattaya was uh, awesome in that first half, a little bit quieter in the second, but... You know, he's really growing into that 13 jersey and he hasn't had much time there, so that's exciting for us, sort of the Wallabies moving forward. Yeah, I reckon he's the man at 13. Uh, of course, South Africa over Scotland. Uh, Spring's looking pretty clinical. Well, the game I want to talk about, obviously, Wales versus Fiji, probably the game of the round. Uh, what an absolute classic that was. Mate, that last 10 minutes of rugby is probably some of the best rugby you could watch and sort of what we touched on, if you're watching a World Cup, if you want to know if you're sort of going to enjoy it or not, watch that last 10 minutes because it's going to put you in the right direction because that was... Outstanding to watch, and that's Fiji when Fiji's on, they're on, and they were going really well through that. How did you sort of see? Do you reckon like Wales deserved the win? Do you reckon Fiji blew the opportunity? Um, I'm not going to say Wales didn't deserve the win, uh, but um, yeah, I just think uh, uh, Fiji probably cost themselves at time. You know, Sammy Radraja at the end of that game drops that ball, and I think we've seen with his time in rugby at, and oh, my mic went off. And in the NRL, um, that he uh, can finish those tries. So I know he'll be looking for a big one this week as a bit of redemption. But Fiji, uh, I think, probably let that one slip away. But the Welsh definitely deserved that win. Yeah, tough spot for them now, obviously going down to Wales. They'll sort of, be up for a little, taking on Australia this week. Uh, I guess the week one, what was your highlight? What's your, your big sort of favourite moment of week one? Um, really enjoyed seeing the sort of lower tier teams compete. So you see Chile competed for sort of that 60 minutes with Japan. Um, we saw Uruguay this morning competing with France for most of the game. Uh, also, you know, Romania was probably, and Anubia were probably the only ones who didn't sort of get that performance. But seeing that first try from Romania and the celebration they had, I really enjoyed that. And then the other thing was probably we saw a lot of skill set from the Fords on the weekend. He had a Adi Savia chips for Will Jordan, that offset piece that led to the Mark Talia try. Uh, Jack Morgan for Wales with the crossfield kick. Like little things like that are exciting to see, and I just think it was high quality rugby across the whole weekend. You really see it's evened out the different countries and the uh, the talent across the board is second to none these days. Uh, I guess a low light. What disappointed you in week one? Um, or, who, or who did? Other than the All Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, 
if I, I have to choose a low light, it, I can't really think of one off the top of my head, but I'm, I'm probably looking at yeah, that Fiji. I thought they were primed. I know we just covered it, but I thought that was their game to win. And I just think they probably waited too long to actually have a good crack at Wales. For me, I reckon a low light uh, was Japan. I thought, obviously they won, but then that game was clunky. Like, it was just, they were just error, error riddled. They just couldn't put it together. Like, what'd you make of that? I think it kind of sums up Japan over the last six months. Mm. I know they were sort of tracking in the right direction, and I don't know if it's been a long season for them coming off their top league stuff, and they're a bit wear and tear, or not sure what's going on. But yeah, they were very clunky and sort of couldn't get things to stick, and they're normally quite good on the attacking side of things, so... Looking for them to bounce back and sort of compete against England this week. So it should be good. You mentioned let's get into week two actions. As we saw this morning, France up against Uruguay. Uh, close encounter, but France got it done. Next up, New Zealand take on the Nibia. Uh, the line's 73 and a half, $67 for the Nibia win. Uh, New Zealand off a loss. It's a scary fright for uh, Nibia. Yeah, and obviously there's been a, a lot of changes in that NZ side and if you're someone coming in, like a D-Mac, or you got Luke Jacobson starting, uh, Lester Fanganuku, those boys are going to really be looking to put their hand up to sort of start in the quarterfinals. So I think there'll be some big performances coming out of that game this week. But I also think Namibia is sort of probably not happy with the result they had against um, Italy. And I think they'll still come out firing too and be looking for that first try of the World Cup. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that Roy Gard McKenzie, Haas pairing. Uh, look good to see McKenzie in the 10 jersey. I, I love seeing him, uh, the way he plays. Yeah, like, for me, I, I've, you know, having done a little bit with him, I think he's someone that needs to be in the 23. He's that X factor, but at the moment, we're probably not sure where he fits in. So if he can put a performance in at 10 this weekend, I think he's going to sort of turn heads and force his way into that 23. We know how exciting he can be. You know, he's probably the best 10 in Super Rugby this year. Outside of probably the final where Richie Mwanga had a blinder. But, yeah, I think in a game like this, that's probably going to have a lot of broken play. I'm expecting a big performance from him and from Cam Roygaard. We've seen how dangerous he can be ball in hand as well. Uh, on the outside backs fronts, uh, Havili and Caleb Clark, they get a crack as well. Um, what are you expecting from them? Um, Havili will be obviously be looking to get some good minutes in. Obviously missed quite a lot of time this year. Played outstanding for Tasman and that sort of pushed his way back into this all-black squad. So I'm expecting him to be quite dominant in the 12 jersey, because I think Anton's at 13. And then Caleb Clark's the same. Probably hasn't found that form this year that he's had the last couple of years. But um, I have tried to tackle that man, and it is not a happy uh, sort of ending for you as a defender. So he'll be coming in, and I think there'll be a few sore bodies on that uh, what edge is he on? right edge. So these guys played in 2019 uh, at the World Cup. The score was 79-1-9 on that occasion. Uh, the line's 73 and a half. So what are you leaning here? What's your picks? Um, I actually went Nanibia to cover the line. Okay. So I think okay. they'll be within that 73 and a half. But um, I've also got sort of DMAC and Luke Jacobson as any time. I think Damo in the broken play will pull something out or in support play and score a try. And then Lukey J is a good mate of mine, so... I'm just hoping to uh, see him get over in his World Cup, especially after missing the last one uh, with concussion symptoms after he was named. So we'd really like to see Lukey J get over the line this weekend. Did you play ITM with him? Uh, yes, we played 19s together and at Waikato and Mitre 10 together. Yeah, right. Yes, he should be up for a big performance. Um, I'm going to go New Zealand cover. I reckon they'll just spank him. Uh, personally, I reckon Clark will get a couple on the edge of big performance. So yeah, we'll see how we go. 
there. Uh, next up, Samoa up against Chile. Uh, Samoa's first game of the tournament. Obviously, Chile showed plenty of heart last week against Japan. The line's 32 and a half. Um, Lily Yafano is at 10. Payao is at 15. Lima off the bench. What do you make of that? Um, it looks like they haven't gone in full strength for this game. Yeah. Uh, also, Jordi Tafu is on the bench. There's, uh, I don't think Charlie Falmoina is in this week. Didn't see him there, I it was Jordan Lay and Michael Alatoa up front, I'm pretty sure. So it doesn't look like they've gone full strength, but it's still quite a dangerous side. Um, I haven't really seen much of Duncan in the 15 jersey to yeah. make a comment on that, but we know what he brings. Physical, He's quite physical. He's got a good kicking game, and he's got great ball skills, so I think he'll slot into that uh, role quite quite easily. And then he's got Danny Tawala on a wing with him, who's normally a genuine fullback 12. So he'll be another one out there that sort of can help with that backfield coverage and making sure we're sort of Duncan's in a safe spot there. Uh, and also Chile, they, they pushed the, uh, pushed Italy in the first sort of first half last week. Uh, I actually like them to cover this. I reckon they will keep it somewhat close. Some old first game might be a bit sort of, you know, a bit sloppy. Uh, and their fullback, Anaki uh, Azar, Azaza, I think, he looked him to score and I like UJ uh, Sassini to score as well. Yeah, um, I, I was actually hoping Ben Lamb was playing for Samoa this weekend. Mm. I was hoping to see him get his first cap. You know, we saw his form when he left rugby, but I left NZ rugby, sorry. But yeah, I've actually got Samoa covering the light. They got the, I reckon they're going to sort of bounce back. I thought Chile were great last week. Whether they can do that back-to-back, I'm not too sure. And I think Samoa is not going to take it as lightly as probably Japan did. They've, they've seen that Chile can be dangerous. So I think they're going to come out guns blazing still. And then I had uh, Tamura Manu in the midfield crossing over. Oh, yeah. Very strong ball carrier. And he's, I don't want to say op- opportunistic. But he sort of knows where to pop up at the right time to sort of dot down over the line. He's got a pretty good strike rate. Lovely. Uh, so see where we go there. Uh, Wales up against Portugal next. Portugal, their first crack in the World Cup. $17. We'd like them to win. The line's 30 and a half. Uh, obviously, Wales coming off that thrilling win. Look to back up again here. Yeah, I think Wales back up, and I think they cover the line here. And I actually had uh, Reece Emmett for two or more tries. Oh, yeah. Probably the quickest player in world rugby at the moment. Oh, I seen the there was a thing of him doing like a promo vid and never run a hundred meters like timed, and he got like a ten three eight or a ten four or something. So he's rapid in a game that can open up with his speed. I just can see him dotting over for a couple of tries. Yeah, bit of beast. I see them covering as well. Gareth Anscombe gets a start. Lee Halfpenny in the fifteen. Uh, I was giving George North a rest by the looks of things. I like Anscombe at ten. I think he's good. Yeah, I reckon it's phenomenal that he's actually back playing. Mm. So I don't know if you've heard much. Uh, so he, when he left the Chiefs, he obviously made his Wales debut. He did his ACL, and he was out for two and a bit years because oh, there was a bit of complications and other things. Because yeah. he was in unreal form and probably pushed, and I think at one point was starting over was main, choice, eh? main choice over Dan Bigger. So to see him out there and playing in this World Cup as someone who's done the ACLs, it's quite a phenomenal sight to see. And yeah, I think he'll he'll grow as the game goes on, and he's a quality footballer. And, He's got a lot of experience under his belt, both in New Zealand and overseas now. So yes, that's been an absolute cracker. Looking forward to that one. And then speaking of crackers, up next, Ireland versus Tonga. Uh, the Irish they impressed me last week. Obviously, they played Romania, but they actually spanked them. Uh, up against Tonga, their first crack. 36.5 is the Lions. Fikitoa, um, Piatau, danger out wide. Yeah, that, that Tongan team, if they can get things right, will push Ireland. Um, you can see Ireland with the team they've named knows that this is a big game for them and it you know it could lead to an upset so they haven't really rested anyone um 
yeah, the line also reflects that. So, big thing for me with Tonga is their tight five. Um, it's probably where they lack the most experience across that team, or you know, don't have the biggest of names probably outside of uh, Ben Tamiafuna. So, I think if they can that that front five can sort of match up, then I think the it's going to be a contested game. I still think Ireland probably run away with it, but. I don't know if it's going to be 30 points. It's a hard one to pick. So if I was to take a guess, I think Tonga cover that line. And if I had to go any time, I've got James Lowe down. Didn't get one last week, so I think he's due. due. Yeah, fair. Um, As I mentioned in our preview podcast, I'm very high on the Irish, so I reckon they'll cover that. I reckon they'll do a job. Hanson to score, like Ringrose to score as well. So the Irish continue the run for me. And then next up, South Africa versus Romania. Poor hold Romania. Ireland the first outing, the Springboks is second, six, six and a half is the line. Uh, yeah, what do you? Um, obviously, South Africa playing games with us again, naming four halfbacks. Yeah, thoughts? Uh, look, the Grant Williams on the wing's not a bad shout. Like, very athletic, can easily play there. So, I don't think he's going to you know, bring the team down too much. Um, obviously, for them, it's a wave of emotions this week, losing Ma- uh, Malcolm Marks as well. So, how they can sort of get around that and sort of, okay, okay, we've lost one of our star players and keep performing, could uh, have a bit of an um, effect on how they go this weekend, but I still think they're going to be too big, too fast and sort of, you know, at least put 50 on them. So the line, 65 and a half, did you say? 66 and a half. 66 and a half. I think Romania covers that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think they'll roll a lot of their players early and I've got uh, Moody and Mumpepe for any time. Just on the Malcolm Mark situation, do you reckon that's going to really hurt them come the back end? How do you sort of see that? Uh, I can't think of the other hooker's name coming off the bench. but, but he, Malcolm Mark's one of the best in the world. Yeah, that's 100%, yeah. but they've got so much depth in that hooker position and throughout the team. It's obviously going to have an effect because he's one of their leaders, but I, I still think they've got enough talent in that position to sort of, okay, we can step up and still perform and still put our best foot forward. So how they uh, adapt, really. We'll find out over the next couple of weeks. Time will tell. Yeah, I agree. I reckon Romania will get within the number. And I like uh, my pimpy. He's back in the side. Look at him to get at least two for me. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, the big one, uh, Australia versus Fiji. Australia's $1.30. Fiji's $3.50. The Lions, eight and a half. Um, just before we're recording this podcast, Australia has named their side. Fiji hasn't yet. Um, obviously, Fiji had the halfback loss last week. It's going to be an absolute cracker, Tyler. Um, yeah. I think this is going to be the most physical game of the weekend. Uh, Fiji didn't come in this come into this World Cup just to compete. They actually generally wanted to put themselves forward, be more than a quarter quarter finalist side. So I, I'm expecting a big one here, and I think this sort of will, well, this does determine how Paul C is going to sort of play out with Wales and Oz up the top. If, if Oz win, but if Fiji win, now we've got a three way battle, and Oz going into Wales is it next week or the week after? So. This is obviously a big game, and we've already seen the Aussie team. Obviously, just touched on it. Nella's a big loss, but uh, Slips moving into tight head. Um, obviously, an experienced prop. Probably hasn't played much footy there. So yeah, I, this game I think can go either way. But I've tipped Fiji one to twelve. Oh yeah. Um, win? I know I'm sitting by a Wallabies jersey right now, but I just think Fiji showed in that last ten minutes, and I think probably showed themselves that hey, we just got to play rugby. Um, obviously had to adapt to a new 10 last week as well. So I'd, I'm, I'm back in Fiji 1-12 to 12 and I'm back in Red Raja to go over. Bit of a make amends. Yeah, a bit of a make amends. And then, you know, we saw... T- I don't know if Red Raja will be on the wing or at 12. Because mm. I thought Tuisova, when he came on on the midfield on the weekend, was damaging. 
second half, so it's not a lot better. As we yeah, so if he's on the wing, def- I definitely get it. But I still think if he's at 12, he's probably he's looking a dot down there. We've, we've seen in the NRL alone how he knows how to finish tries. So um, I'm backing him there. There we go, one to 12. 1954 was the last time Fiji beat Australia. Tyler reckons going to have it again. History, guys. History's been made. Yeah, yeah. So the line's eight and a half. I'm actually going to jam Fiji plus eight and a half. I reckon it'll be real close. I'm going to go straight to win by like three. Like it's going to be real tight. But um, yeah, and just quickly, obviously, they've gone with Donaldson in 15 jersey. Um, so so kicking option now, they've got Nick Whitey starting. He can kick Carter Gordon and Donaldson. So they've got options now, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I just think having Donaldson there takes the pressure off Carter more in that goal kicking. Nick White's probably more known for the long range, yeah. having a big boot, which is quite funny. You don't really see a smaller guy have a massive boot like that. Um, yeah, and that's another thing for us. They obviously lose a bit with Tate as well. Mm, true. So I'm hoping Nick Nick White doesn't come in with the tactics of box kicking all the time like he was before they sort of made that switch because if he keep kicking it back to the Fijians, it could be a bit of a long day. What do you mean, obviously, Callaway is not in the 23 at all? He was arguably one of our best players earlier this year. Thoughts? I. Uh, don't have many thoughts on it because I'm not sure <laughs> what the decision is around that. But for me, the only thing I can think of is goal kicking. Yeah. I think if Donaldson didn't perform last week, then Callaway would be straight back in there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he put his hand up and he probably earned another week in in the jersey. And sometimes that's what it's about getting your opportunities and and taking them with both hands. And he did that, so I can't discredit him being in the 15 jersey. But I do think it's real harsh towards Callaway to not even be. At least in that twenty-three jersey. Yeah, going obviously Wanavalu and Fiketti, the back reserves on the bench. Uh, yeah, so good on Donaldson. It sounds like Eddie Jones is very high on him, so hopefully he can do a job. So straight away in Fiji to cover for me and this bloke loving the Fijians to get it done. Uh, next up, England versus Japan. Uh, the English heavy favourites in this. Japan at ten dollars. The line's twenty-two and a half. Both coming off wins. Japan not so impressive in their win, but England looking good. Yeah, like I know they didn't score a try. You don't need to sometimes, and you know people will complain it's not the most exciting rugby. But you know, playing with fourteen men and getting a win like that was huge, and especially losing someone like uh, like Tom Curry, like losing someone like that that's been one of their best players the last couple of years and a great um, you know young talent coming through. You know, for them to sort of grind out that win and um, well, what's the ten's name? George Ford. George Ford. He um he really put his hand up yeah. to the point when. You know, Owen Farrell being back this week, does he play 10 or does he play 12? Because... You can't change him, surely. No, if you drop kicking from 50 metres like yeah. he was, like, that's that's impressive. And for people that don't really know the game or, you know, haven't tried to have a drop kick before, 50 metres is a long way to drop kick the ball, let alone put it in the middle of the post two times in a row yeah. under pressure. World Cup in France. World like, Cup. Yeah, it's huge. Um, yeah, obviously, Vodapola is back too. He'll be in, I'm assuming he will start... Um, but yeah, where do you sort of lean on this one? Um, I've actually got Japan covering the line. Yeah, I agree. I think just how clunky they were last week, I don't think they'll be happy with that performance. And, you know, the Japanese love their rugby. And I just think they'll be coming in and, you know, they they sort of play with the nation on their back. So they'll be coming in to make amends sort of for last week. And I don't think they upset England, but I think it's sort of like what we saw this morning. They'll just sort of stick with it and sort of grind away and England probably pull away in the last sort of 10-15 minutes but I think Japan are going to be in there for at least 60-70 minutes of this game. Yeah I agree. I reckon Japan will get a push them, they'll get within the number but England should continue to roll here for me. Uh, so that sort of wraps up week two 
the big fixtures. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be an absolute bumper. And in this week to really determine how the competition looks. Everyone sort of gets their first taste of footy and we'll see where everyone lies. Um, of course, next week I'm off to France to get amongst it a little bit, so it'll be nice. So plenty of content coming next week. These boys still have the picks. I'll just post them out on the Instagram page. So check them out. I'll try and record something over in uh, in France with a few other boys. We'll see how we go there. But um, I won't see you before. So just a, a bit of an early lean, I guess. Um, Australia versus Wales. Um, I guess you will see how we go this week. But what do you think if you're looking ahead? Um, yeah, obviously results this week. But I think regardless of what happens this week, it's going to be fighting for the top of the pool. So it's going to be sort of that finals footy feel. Both teams will be coming in strong. Um, Aussie's going to be lucky in the way that they're probably going to keep their top team together for three weeks and have a bit more continuity. And I, I do think Aussie get the job done against Wales next week. Yeah. Well, if you say they lose here, they have to get bounced back. Yeah, and I think they will. Like, that's kind of where my thought process is. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, Fiji got a lot more to play for this week. And that's where I've sort of gone that way. And then next week, you know, both teams will have something to play for and I think just Oz will come out all guns blazing and, you know, we could see a Callaway back in the side. I will tell. Uh, South Africa versus Ireland. This is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. This this could be the game of pool play. Yeah, 100%. So, like, I know we had the NZ France last week, but the sort of this South Africa-Ireland game, both teams sort of, you know, fancy themselves as favourites and South Africa's found form after probably having a little bit of a dip at the start of the year. And they'll be coming in, and I think it's going to be, you know, a lot of big bodies getting thrown around, a lot of skill set. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, a, be an interesting one. I don't know which way I'm leaning yet. Um, you know, we, we'll, find out next week. we'll find out next week, but I'll, I'll have to have a think about that and watch this weekend and see what goes on. But, um, yeah, I, I just, if I was to tell people to watch a game or get up for a game, it's going to be this one. Yeah. It's going to be electric. So that wraps things up for uh, week two. Heading up, uh, beginning tomorrow uh, morning with New Zealand versus Nibia. So we thank you for your tuning in. The numbers have been really good on the podcast, so we appreciate everyone liking and subscribing. So keep it going. Uh, share share it as you see it. Plenty of content on the Media Vintage Sports Network as I head over to France. Uh, but until next week, we'll see you then. Have fun over there, mate. <laughs>